and welcome. Welcome to The Connected Generation. My name is Nikia Anani and I am your host. Wow, the last episode of 2020. We made it. We made it through this year. And I hope you've made it sound in mind, sound in body, sound in spirit. Today's episode is epic. Epic and ever so timely. I literally could not think of a better guest to have to close 2020 than this super amazing guest we have. And you know, describing her by her job description will not really capture the awesomeness that is the episode to come. It's, I'll just sum it up in three words. She, more than three words. <laughs> I can be long-winded. More than three words. What I loved about this episode is that Keisha showed up with her full, authentic self. She did not hold back. She, she showed up with her pain, her passion, and her purpose. So tune in and expect a story of resilience, a story of purpose, and a story of possibility, which I think is really important that we dare to dream in spite of what might seem like a nightmare. And we we look for the gold, we mine for the gold, and we look for the lights in times of darkness. And I really believe that this story will really help you and inspire you to do so. So enjoy. Hi, Keisha. I'm so excited. So, so, so excited. Welcome to The Connected Generation. Thank you so much, Nikkei. It is my absolute pleasure to be here talking to you today. This is going to be fun. Yes, we're going to have a good time. <laughs> so tell us more. Who is Keisha Zolo? And I want to know your journey to how you got to where you are today. Wow. Okay, so I don't want to go all over the place, but um, professionally, I'm an event planner. That's what I went to grad school to do. And um, I love event planning and the hospitality industry. So I am a multi-passionate uh, entrepreneur because there are several things that I'm involved in, but Events of Joy is my event planning company that I founded um, over 15 years ago. I started a women's conference, Women in Business Summit. Um, that was going, it's going into its 16th year. And then- wow. uh, <laughs> I'm wow. a Mary Kay sales director because I love the beauty and cosmetic industry. And now I do. I didn't know at the time. In any case, that's a whole nother story. Uh, so <laughs> I have that. And then I have my dream box filled with all the other things that I hope to achieve before I leave this earth. But um, so that's me professionally. Um, personally, I grew up in, in Jamaica. I have an amazing mother and some amazing siblings and just surrounded by lots of love and, and so, and a community of people that I, I cherish. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> amazing. So you were, you were born in Jamaica and you grew up in Jamaica. At what points did you move stateside? So I was uh, 12 years old. I'm trying to think back so long ago. And so I moved when I finished second form. I was in second form. And mm -hmm. so I finished high school here um, in the States. And that was just crazy. I just coming from, I had a really thick Jamaican accent. And, um, you know, I remember one of my classmates said, do you guys live in huts? And I'm like, what? Where? <laughs> Wait Girl, I have a story on that too, but you finish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pre 
pretty sure I had a whole yard and veranda, (laughs) you know, so in any case, it was a culture shock. I remember the first time um, my teacher for algebra, I can't remember the subject. I know it was math and she walked in and I stood up because, you know, in Jamaica, you stand up and you greet the teacher as they come in the classroom. And there was this (laughs) Jamaican girl standing up going, good morning, you know, and I said the teacher's name and all my classmates are looking at me and I'm like, oh no. (laughs) Oh, it's just like culture shock. You know, I could not believe um, it's very different in the U.S. how kids relate to adults and so on and so forth and what you're used to do um what you're you're allowed to do and Mm. my mother smartly though she uh moved me from one catholic school to another so those things didn't have to be explained it kind of ran along similar lines we had uniforms in jamaica so i went to a uniform situation when i came here because thank god because i don't know if if i came and had to pick out my own clothes i would have done it poorly Wow. I relate. Interesting. <laughs> I relate so much because we left Nigeria at nine mm. and to the UK and to a very Caucasian town. And I remember some human beings asking me that same question they asked you. Did you grow up in huts? How come you speak English? Are you not a monkey? Do you play with monkeys? Do you play with lions? And asking all sorts of stupidness. And I was like, actually, my lifestyle back home was. 20 times more comfortable than it is right (laughs) we we had help I was spoiled I I had a help I had a driver I had a cook I had all sorts of people all around the house doing things for me and here I've got my mom that's telling me to do things (laughs) all of a sudden you had chores and I'm okay this is the life you know this is the life this is England or the American dream but yeah yeah. interesting and I can't believe you got the same question yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. Some close-minded people, but to be honest, they were the mi- minority, and yeah. um, particularly when I switched schools, when I started high school, things got a lot better. It was a little bit more diverse. I won't say super diverse. The kids, their mindset were just more open-minded, and a lot of the the girls that I was really close to in school they're like my sisters today um so I've like my lifelong friends my best friends are from that season of life but this isn't about me this is about you Keisha (laughs) because I I I think back when I watch old shows and that's why um I know it's controversial now but that's why shows like the Cosby show that showed positive Mm -hmm. images of people who look like us was just so important because um, so important. the stories that are being told through media and songs, it, it impacts you and it impacts the people around you and the people who are looking at you. So I, I am not surprised, but I was like, I was really taken aback because it just, I was not expecting that. So it's interesting. I just think I completely agree. And I think that's why I'm, I totally love the Black Lives Matter movement, because yeah. I just think kids, if I was nine now and I'm hearing this message, just how affirming is it? How validating is it yeah. that you don't have to fit into a, a box that right. the media has projected onto you? You can be whoever you want to be like. Mm-hmm. fine you don't want to be a rapper you know or whatever you want to be a professional you want to be the vice president of the united states or even <laughs> the first female black 
president of the United States, you can do whatever you want to do. 2020 has been an interesting year. For sure. For sure. No, it's it's really interesting. And in we were talking earlier about the ups and downs of 2020 and just wanting to have a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because so much came at us from, you know, everything that happened in this country with um, the social injustice. And then COVID and then, you know, it's like all of this and just wanting to have some time. But 2020 has also been a year of triumph and that needs to be, you know, celebrated too. There has been good things that came out of this year and I'm sure going forward, we'll have the same thing. So it's all your mindset and your perspective. Mm. Mm. Completely agree. And along your journey of life, what challenges and curveballs did you face? Well, you know, looking back, I think um, the biggest challenge I faced was as an adult, um, the other stuff that happened in my life kind of paled to comparison when I was younger. So you go through transition of, you know, moving from one country to the, into another and the culture Mm -hmm. shift and finding out who you are as a person, finding your voice. You know, I was very excited as I grew into womanhood to, to understand my values, what I want and think thankfully, you know, I had an amazing, I still have an amazing mother who Mm. to this day just kind of reinforces the values that she taught us growing up and thank God for her. And so she was a single mom. And when I look at her life and everything that she had to deal with, I, I, my head spins because Mm. I don't know how she persevered through all of it. And then, um, tragically about six years ago, my husband passed away suddenly And when you are planning your life around, um, he was young (laughs) to be passing away and it was sudden. And I remember, I'm trying to get through this without getting choked up. I just, I remember um, I was on my way to a celebration for my cousin and Mm. uh, I was driving to the celebration. We had planned a weekend and it was all the girls. We we're going to have a spa day. We we're going to go to brunch and I was going to meet up with my family. So um, married and have uh, an amazing stepdaughter who was 12 at the time. And my husband and I, we'd known each other for a very long time. I met him um, at my first job out of undergrad. He was wow. not the person that I ever thought that I would end up with. We were just friends, but he was always the great friend who I could talk to just at ease, just, you know, that, that Mm -hmm. wonderful person, but I never looked at him romantically at all. And it's funny when we got married and, you know, had a start having a relationship. He's like, I tried so many times. And I'm like, (laughs) really? (laughs) So um, just a funny story about that. One of the the times was when he invited me to dinner and um, I invited my sister Oh my goodness. Yeah. No He's like, this lady's not getting it. She's not getting it. And then he invited me to go hiking. I invited my other sister. Oh my goodness. I didn't get it. I had no clue. But anyway, you know, God had a, had a bigger plan. And so I'm driving to this event and I remember the song that was playing in my head and I was thinking... I can't wait to go home and see my husband. I can't wait to go home and see my family and have our Sunday routine. And then, you know, I got the worst call of my life. And it was like, Nikkei, I was like in a a dream world. Mm -hmm. I could not, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it was real. I just couldn't believe, I'm like, is this real life right now? Mm -hmm. You know, and 
so after the initial shock and God is good because my whole family was around me. So they all kind of just held me, not physically, but, you know, just surrounding me, go mm. do this. This is what you need to do that. And my sisters took care of talking to people who needed to be, cause I couldn't think all I was, mm. was in shock. And um, so that to me has for the last um, few years has been the thing that has, define my resilience and um, define my purpose. It has made me a better person in the sense of, I I really didn't sweat the small stuff before. My husband was always like, wow, you don't get over, you don't hold on to stuff. I just let it go easily. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, we're, I'm, I'm angry with him in the moment. And I'm like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> I, mean, I move on really quickly. I don't stay in a place of, you know, um, any emotion very long, but I just really appreciate the resilience that I'm seeing in myself because I'm like, okay, you, you, you're okay, (laughs) you know? And um, so that's been the most challenging thing for me as an, as an adult. Um, And I think in my life and um, but also the thing that has made it very clear uh, my mission and what I say yes to and Mm -hmm. how I use my time um, not judging people in a sense of um, if uh, if someone says they want to do something and I think, you know, you should do this or da, 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 I yes, because we're here. I let them do it because we're here to live our lives to the best of our abilities. And we're here to um, do the best we can with the time that we have. Mm-hmm. And time to me is super precious. Yeah. So, I, you know, before I really now I really don't spend time on sweating the small stuff. Now I'm super grateful to wake up every day. Now I'm super grateful to be an entrepreneur and live out my dreams and have positive impacts on people's lives. Now I really am going to go for it. You know, it's just, it didn't click in my head before what it meant. Yeah. It's so much now. Thank you. Firstly, for sharing that. Um, You are really of resilience, of grace of strength thank you because you really didn't have to share that and I I really appreciate you being vulnerable and giving us your full you and I just saw you completely light up when you were talking about you know that journey you went on and particularly when you started talking about your mission you know sometimes you know the bible says he'll give you beauty for ashes and out of horrible situations quite often beautiful things come out of that and you were talking about your mission and how that whole made situation made it very clear to you what your mission in life is and what you say yes to and what you say no to can we talk more about that so your mission what is that all about why I want to know your why what gets you out of bed in the morning what makes you say no (laughs) what makes you say yes (laughs) I know. So my mission is to enrich the lives of women and by providing them with the resources or connecting them to the people or places that they need to be to excel. And so I do that through various things, through the Women in Business Summit, where I find amazing speakers like you to help others see their value and grow themselves and want to just connect with good people who are doing things in in the world and want to leave a positive Um, legacy. And so it's driven certainly by what I recently went through 
And mm-hmm. I say recent, it's been five years, but it, it feels like, and I know for, for families who are grieving the loss of a loved one, they're always going to be there. But at, at some point you do turn the corner where you just, you carry them in their heart and then mm-hmm. they, they just drive your purpose. And mm-hmm. so it drives my purpose to have to, to be going through this. And then my mom, you know, just knowing that how wanting to show her that what you poured into me, I want to pour back out to people. So yeah. And so that's what drives me. So in my Women in Business Summit, when I get to connect people to the speakers and be able to create a, a, a program that I know someone will leave feeling better or getting the information or getting the connection that they need to excel in their life, that brings me joy. And we always attach it to a charity. So every time we have an event, a portion or whatever is donated um, to that charity, that charity is also, you know, being helped. I love that. And I love that as a Mary Kay sales director, I can help women do the same thing. I can live out her mission because Mary Kay asked, she was an incredible entrepreneur. And so she's late. Pardon? She's late. Yes. She um, passed away in 2001, in November, 2001. And I remember, you know, as a beauty consultant, you get her book and so you read it and um, you find out about her struggles. And when I read how she just went for it after being in retirement. And that's the other thing that I'm starting to pay more attention to the older generation. When people, Mm -hmm. society decides that you're done because you're a certain age, that's crap. Like, no, (laughs) you know, I feel like I'm just getting started in my forties. Like, let's go. I am super excited (laughs) to keep going, you know, and I'm super excited for the women in their sixties that I'm watching just like turn society's um, impression of them on its head. Like, no, you're just getting started. You're if you're lucky enough to live a long life and I want to say maybe it's different depending on obviously the society that you live in, how your elders are revered. But yeah. in this country, it feels like, you know, we have this thing with you. Oh, you, by by this age, we have to kind of work to scooter out of the company and you have to work to, you know, not be around the adults and learn from them. It's just it doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't so make any kind sorry, of that's my long winded way. <laughs> Ooh, I, I legit got the road I'm on. <laughs> girl, I legit got goosebumps when you were talking about your mom, about yes. um how you want to multiply that legacy. Yeah. So you started women um your summit 16 years ago. Am I yes. correct? Yes. How did you get such you have such pure clarity of your mission? How did you get to there? Well, I have a shared, I have a passion for event planning, right? And so when I used to live in Washington, D.C., and I would be um, in charge of all of these amazing events um, for heads of state, like just incredibly um, training ground for me as a, an event professional. And then I moved back um, to Western Mass area, but I was working in New England, um, just to <laughs> tell everybody geographically where I am. But I remember watching these independent planners um, come in and I was like, oh, maybe one day I'll do that. And then um, I started working for someone else and I had an incident at work where I was talking to my male coworker and, you know, we we're just chatting after work and he shared how much he made. And I was like, hang on, <laughs> I have this experience, <laughs> that experience, that experience. How in heaven's name are you getting 
almost, well, if it's true, if the number is true, 10 grand more than I was getting. And I, and I was doing double duty because I was, um, at the time we were building the space, a huge um, space in New England for large meetings, thousands of people. And I came with the background of sales and event planning. So until they built their event planning team, I was doing double duty of booking the opportunity and then helping the client plan the details of that. And so I'm like, what it woke me up to thinking about, okay, you have a future ahead of you. You, this is the decision that you need to make. And at the time I just started events of joy. Um, and I thought, okay, that's going to be my first event. We need to talk about this as women. We need to come together, (laughs) clear, you know, share our dirty laundry. What is going on that it's okay to pay someone less. So that's what started it. And um, I looked around, I knew I didn't know everything. So I looked to people in my community, women, other super bad women who I was, I admired, uh, even if I didn't know them personally. So my sister, Tamara, she is just amazing. She's an engineer. So I was like, okay, your smart brain needs to come right next to me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I saw my friend India, she was amazing at PR. So I was like, you need to come right here. And then Alfie, Alfie's amazing. I mean, I just picked 10 of the women that I, as I looked around, I said, guys, this is what I want to do. This was November. So it's around, right around this time. Um, This is what I want to do. And will you help me? And they all said, yes. Um, So someone else was great at sponsorship. And that's how we came together. We met Uh after work and these were all busy professionals. Um, So we launched the first one. And it was after that, it was clear to me that we had to keep going. So next year will be our 16th. We'll be virtual, you know, because of COVID, (laughs) but Mm want to keep everybody safe. But I am just so excited because life just keeps showing up. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. If I have any entrepreneurs who are listening to this conversation, the net will appear. Just show, just take the leap and go. (laughs) You'd be so surprised by you just living your passion and living your dream, how much God, the universe sends you the people, the resources that you'll need. Just keep your mindset, right. You Amen. know, Amen. Keep your mindset, right. Keep feeding yourselves those affirmations, find the light, find the positive energy because yes. the negative is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, and prepare yourself. Don't, you know, I don't want to sound like it's pie in the sky. Just prepare, do your due diligence, you know, make sure you're, you're doing the right things, but it will come. That's incredible. And, you know, you, where does one even begin? (laughs) You mentioned mindset and perspective and the importance of that. Yeah. You know, given the tragedy that you've emerged from as a stronger person and is growing despite it. Yeah. I'd love to know your thoughts on, you know, how entrepreneurs can rebound bounce back, grow through 2020, which we don't need to explain what happened in 2020. Yeah. We're still going through it. I mean, guys, we're still going through COVID-19 and what have you and the impact. A lot of businesses have had to shut down and and what have you. Just what tips do you have for entrepreneurs that might be struggling with having their mindset, maintaining a positive mindset? I heard something today. I was listening right before we got on our conversation from a woman, Sheila Bell. She's in the Mary Kay world. And she said, my past failures propel me, not paralyze me. And so I was like, 
Oh, write that down, right? (laughs) Wow. That's it right there. You can either be paralyzed or you can be propelled. I'm an event planner, you guys. Gathering people (laughs) for to spaces and helping people to connect through experiences. That's my bag. That's what I do. And COVID. Without COVID, girl, that's a hard line of work because I attended my wedding and it was, <laughs> I attended the two weddings I had and I, I'm just glad I'm in one piece. Right. So my hat's off to you. I can't even imagine then having to pivot online. Right. That's, but it, in the the beauty in that, it just let us, you know, find out how resilient we are because I did, I had to shift. So um, clients that I had for the fall, we shifted and their events went online. And um, that was a great growing experience for them and for me. And then I shifted and started an online course to tell people, show them how to plan an event online. Because the, the wow. thing is, the experience still has to be there in some capacity. It cannot be the rules of um, planning an event still exist, even when it's online. And as I'm a certified meeting professional, so I take this thing really seriously. It's my bread and butter. It's my industry. So I, I want to always represent well, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I know that it's not just about me. It's like when I am out here doing all these things, I know I'm representing Joy and Tamar and Tashik and Carrie Ann and Osha and all my family members, I'm taking them with me. So I have to do well. Mm-hmm. Same with the event industry and planning online events. I'm like, okay, how can I create um, something that um, is engaging? I always think of the five senses when I plan events, you know, people's experience when they walk in, what are they smelling? What are they seeing? What are they touching? Like how easy is the registration process? So it's been really fun and interesting and challenging (laughs) to pivot like that because it was a sudden thing. But as an entrepreneur, and now I forgot the question, Nikkei, but. (laughs) Yeah, your tips on how people can rebound. Yeah, no, so yeah. You're answering it. (laughs) Yeah, okay, good. Because I can go on a tangent. Um, but yeah, so you just have to figure it out. You learn how to quickly move when you're an entrepreneur. And that's the thing that I love is that it life keeps me on my toes. And I used to be, and I know I am, I'm, I'm a lot, um, safety and security and family and routines. That is my comfort zone, but being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, you cannot, if you want to survive, you cannot have that sense of, oh, it's work is done. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely need rest and you definitely need to recharge. So plan that into your schedule, but you're constantly moving. And if you fail, it's just going to be information mm-hmm. on how to get up and do it differently or, okay, maybe I now need to change this, um, way of doing things. I also signed up for courses and I'm so excited. Um, if you guys, don't know her, check out Nicole Walters. She mm-hmm. is amazing. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. And so right before COVID hit, I was part of her 1K one day. And that has been tremendous. My eyes have been open so much because when I started my business, I didn't have an example of how to start a business. I just jumped in on pure passion alone mm-hmm. and resilience and, and thinking, okay, I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to keep going. And then I met Nicole And in my mind, I've shared this with a friend of mine before, she teaches you not only how to fish, but how to fish in the right pond. Mm -hmm. You know, if that makes sense. You know, you teach a man to fish, he'll have, you heard the saying before, but she taught 
also teaches you where to fish. So you're making sense of what you're doing and you can um, have better processes in, in, in place. So I'm excited for all the changes. I'm going to shake up my business for next year. There's some things I want to do differently. Um, and so if you're an entrepreneur, it's, you already have the skills that's needed to make the, whatever you're trying to do work. Um, and if you don't, you can find the connect with the people that can help you to get there. Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, you're an entrepreneur or not, if you're, if you start something and then you, you're not willing to give up no matter what. Yeah. And you always think, well, what's the worst that can happen? And if the worst get, can happen and you're okay, then you keep going, <laughs> then you keep going. <laughs> it's the nature of an entrepreneur. You're just going to figure it out. And if something closes and doesn't work, it's just information how to do something or you move in a different direction oh I yeah. love that I love that yeah. and you were talking about how you're excited about you know this chapter of your life society often kind of says all the generation you're just done but you're not yeah. done yeah you're excited so what do you see in the future no. what, what I, so, <laughs> I know your listeners let me shake it Hopefully you guys can hear that. That is my idea dream box. And it's a physical box. Wow. <laughs> and I keep all the things that I'm excited to create in that. And so just peeling it off layer by layer. And as it makes sense, I'm excited to connect with people that I've never, you know, all over the world. I'm excited to bring Women in Business Summit global. Um, you know, we did because of COVID, because we were able to have people from all over the world join our summit because we were online before it meant a plane ticket and all of this, but then you could commit connect with the community um, online. So there, you know, there was a blessing. So for me, I am excited to the reason, and you asked me my why it's about my family mm. and um, my community. So certainly if I am good, I want to be to the point where I can, you know, be in a position, whatever my family needs, they have, um, and then go on to bless other people's lives along the same track, you know, at the same time. If I can do that, that makes me super happy. You know? Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, but that's, that's our purpose. Like, it's not about us, right? Yeah, it's really day, not. It's, it's not really about, <laughs> it's about the greater good and just doing well. You know, our friends, we have friends, similar friends and mm -hmm. well, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Cornell. <laughs> and it, it's not an accident that that the breadcrumbs that led to Cornell then led to meeting you and then mm -hmm. you will lead to meet other people lead me to meet other people and vice versa. And it's a beautiful thing because that just means more goodness is being pushed out into the world. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we don't want to make money and it doesn't mean that we don't want to live a good life for ourselves, but we are also looking at the larger community and mm. wanting to be responsible in that way too. I love it. Love it. Love it. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, how best can they reach you? KeishaZulo.com. Simple. <laughs> we'll include the link <laughs> in the show notes. Oh my goodness. This has been amazing. Keisha. I've had so much fun. I've learned so much from you as well. Thank you. It's such an honor to be on your podcast. I hope you guys are sharing, liking. I certainly will be more active listening to my podcast every morning. Like I was asking, <laughs> okay, so when, when are these things available? I have 
I've been so fascinated listening to past podcasts um, yeah. that you've had on and you're doing such an incredible job because oh, you. you're ab- you're sharing people's stories and you're helping them to connect to their past. Like I could picture myself um, mm. you know, talking and having conversations in the past that are relevant to what your guests are saying now and just it's just been beautiful to be a part of this journey. And so thank you, really. I'm truly honored to be speaking to you today, McKay. Thank you. It's been a great journey for me. I've learned so much from the guests, honestly. I'm sharing your journeys, sharing your stories, sharing your tips. It's the guests that really make the podcast. So thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Who loud? I told you it was good. I told you it was good. What an amazing woman of strength, clarity of vision and purpose, and with a large heart to serve the world with the gifts that she has. And it's so, so, so inspiring. What you could not see that I could during the recording was my girl has a whole dream box, a box, a literal box, a physical box with cards. On each card, she's written her dreams that she would love to achieve or see or do in her lifetime. And from time to time, she goes into that box and she picks them out and she mulls over, how can I make this dream come true? And I dare to ask you, if you had a dream box, what dreams would be in your dream box? And I don't want you to roll your eyes and be like, Nikki, come on now. Can you not see that? I don't have all that money to start up that business or... I don't have all that money to go hiking or go on a yacht or whatever that is on your mind. I don't want you to come at this exercise with a scarcity mindset because I will challenge you and say that perhaps you need to have a growth mindset, a learner's mindset to actually be able to actualize your dreams. It all starts in the mind, you see. You win in the mind first, and then you see it come to life in reality. So I will challenge you during this time of stillness. I hope you're resting (laughs) during the holidays. During this time of stillness, to really ask yourself, what is your dream life? What does your dream life look like? What are the things you would love to achieve during your lifetime? And really dare to dream and hold those dreams close to your heart. During times of difficulty, look at your dreams. They will energize you. They will give you purpose. They will give you momentum. And then start to make plans to, how can I make these plans come to life? Like Keisha said, she has a mentor. She's, she's developed her capacity. She's taken courses. She's joined. She has friendships that really are purposeful friendships and take her, allow her to go on that journey of purpose. She has such full clarity over. So I want you to really think. Thank you so, so much. I wish you a great new year. 2021 will be a year of resilience, a year of actualizing purpose, and a year of endless possibility in your life.